views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm joined here by my sidekick, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. Hey, Pat. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. We got a we got a couple hours here. Really good stuff coming up. So but, we got a crazy yeah. week, too. Yeah. Cra- wow. Well, you crazy think? good week. Know. You know what I mean? Crazy good week. Yeah. Just great. Just like yippee skippy. <laughs> That's what I like to say about it. Uh, For those of you, thank you all for tuning us and turning us on. You can find out more about me if you go to the drpatshow.com. Certainly, Transformation Talk Radio is another way you can uh, find out what we're doing here. Um, And soon to be launched, transformationradio.fm. You know, today I'm so thrilled that I get to talk with Richard Barrett again. Um, author, speaker, internationally recognized thought leader in the evolution of human values and business, society, and beyond. He's also the founder and chairperson of Barrett Value Center, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, But as someone that is out in the world and has looked at culture, has looked at the tools that we have, has worked with thousands of organizations um, on how to get from where they are today and where they want to go, Um, He is somebody that knows about what really is not on people's minds, but what's in their hearts. He's also the author of A New Psychology of Human Well-Being, an exploration of the influence of ego-soul dynamics. Today, we're talking about a lot, and and off we go. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Pat. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk about values for a minute and have a chat about what they are. People have heard the term values. They've heard the term, uh, over and over again, but I don't know that people have a frame for it. So give us that. Okay. So let me put it this way. Um, whatever you need is what you value. Okay. So if, you're, um, if you've just lost your job and you've lost your savings, well, you're going to value uh, money. Uh, you're going to value having a, paying off your mortgage. So whatever we need is what we value. That's where our values come from. And I can also define values um, as the energetic drivers of our aspirations and intentions. So as we grow and develop, um, 
we pass through seven stages of psychological development from the moment we're born all the way up to uh, old age. And each stage of development has particular needs. And therefore, at each stage of development, we have particular values that correspond to those needs. And if we're able to satisfy those needs, um, then uh, we feel fulfilled. So when we fulfill when, when we have values that are unfulfilled or needs that are not met, then um, we will feel unfulfilled uh, at that, that moment in time. So values are the energetic aspirations, energetic drivers of our aspirations and intention. That's my favorite definition. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when we look at the world around us, the reason that I ask you to sort of talk about this is because what what I value may not be the same as you value. What what you value may not be the same as someone in China and what they value. And so uh, we're seeing it in our election of what clearly millions of people split across the board here uh, are valuing different things. But, it, you know, aren't values really underneath what we're seeing, whether it is the uh, president-elect or the people in the streets now protesting, right? I mean, isn't this really a conversation of values? Or if not, I'm curious what you think it is. <laughs> no, no, it's totally, uh, uh, it's a totally a conversation about values and levels of consciousness. You see, mm-hmm. um, when we grow and develop through the first three stages of ego development, that's from zero, from naught till about uh, 24 years old, uh, we, we're trying to get our survival needs met, our safety needs met, and our security needs met. Now, if we're unable, if we're unable to satisfy those needs during that period, these unmet needs stay with us um, for the rest of our lives. So many of the people voting for Donald Trump didn't get those basic needs met, and therefore mm-hmm. those needs are still important to them. Many of the people who voted for, who didn't vote for Donald Trump managed to get their survival, safety, and security needs met and moved on into their higher order needs like finding meaning and purpose in life and making a difference. And so for them... Donald, uh, the, the the level of consciousness of Donald Trump doesn't resonate with them, whereas it resonates with the first group of people because Donald Trump exhibits um, uh, behaviors that belong to those first three levels of consciousness. Um, Donald Trump had a very difficult childhood, and so he never got his survival needs met, so he... Um, he he still has some fears around that level of consciousness, and um, he will be um, he he projects that in his ruthlessness, and he didn't get his uh, relationship needs met when he was an infant, and so he reflects that in his um, his uh, value of revenge, and he didn't get his uh, security needs met, so he didn't get his self-esteem sorted out, and so um, he um, is uh, focused on image. Now, how do I know that? Uh-huh. Well, because, because um, he wrote a book on leadership, and in that book, I analyzed the book and found out his top 10 values, and he even mm-hmm. wrote a book on, he, he wrote a whole book, his leadership book, he wrote a whole chapter on revenge. Um, so he never got those needs met, 
And there are thousands of other people or millions of other people, not just in America, but elsewhere, who didn't get those needs met. And so they're resonating at the same level of consciousness as Donald Trump. And that's why they voted for him. I, I always say this. You always elect uh, someone to public office who, who represents the average level of consciousness of the people. And they've got it. Well, you know, I mean, I think that for many people, and at least I know I'm one of them, you know, we're trying to, you know, make sense of things in a, in a world where we may not be able to do that at the moment. But I, I've wanted to have you on because values so often are those things that pollsters really don't get right. No. And and I don't think they get them right because I don't think they're asking the right questions. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things people are pointing to right now, but very few people are pointing to what really is on people's hearts. And how, how would you talk about that? Because isn't that what we're saying? You know, there are things that, you know, in my life that I had held close to my heart and have done things about, you know, really have done things about them. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing today. What should we look for? What should we look for if we truly want to understand each other? Well, we should, if we truly want to understand each other, it comes back to what the question I raised earlier is, um, you know, what are your needs? So if you have somebody in front of you who starts getting upset, let's say it's your spouse, starts getting upset with you, you know, you've got two choices. You can respond from the same level of consciousness and get angry back at them or defend yourself or you can see through that or shift to a high level of consciousness and say right now uh, from the way you're behaving um, I, I can see that some of your needs are not being met mm -hmm. what is it what, what needs are not being met how can I help you to support your, how can I support you in getting those needs met? Because that's when we get angry and we get upset uh, because our needs are not being met. And um, often, uh, as adults, we're, we're never, we're never angry for, we're never upset for the reason we think we are. We're, we're actually upset by something that's happened just now, just recently, that's triggered an old fear-based belief about us not getting our needs met when we were much younger. And the pain of that uh, locked-up emotion um, bursts forth in anger and rage at the person in front of them. But it's not really about that person. It's about the, it's the unlocking of the emotion from the past that we're actually experiencing in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Wow, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking with Richard about, you know, what do the values mean? What is it that we're willing to do? What are we seeing around the world from people? And what is the relationship between values and consciousness? All this and much more. Richard Barrett joining me here today. When we come back, we're going to certainly make sure you have his website uh, and find out how to get uh, copies of his book. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back.
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. Would you like to experience life-transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do, tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of The Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com. You, yes you, can be the highest version of yourself. Wellness coach and natural beauty expert Dr. Agnes Renkel is on a mission to help you play the game of your life. Win in vibrancy, health, and beauty. Because you deserve it. Dr. Agnes goes beyond the limits in her personal coaching sessions to revolutionize health and wellness. Now is the time to unleash your true power. For more information, visit dragnesfrenkel.com. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Pat. I am so thrilled. I've had the honor of working with Leslie Fontaine for the past year or so. And what she has created in her hit program, Sheer Alchemy, transcends what most of us get to listen to or hear in any point in time in our lives. But beyond that, Leslie is working with people all over the world and she has created something phenomenal based on the feedback and input from the Archangels, from the Ascended Masters, from the light beings, and most importantly, from each and every one of you. So if you want to change your life, if you're ready to step into your own version of Sheer Alchemy, please give Leslie a call at 678-665-3366. And why? Because this is what you're going to be prepared to do. Be amazed and on your part, connect with the Ascended Masters that are there to help you custom make the life that you are meant to live. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. Wow. You know, Richard Barrett is joining me here today. And, you know, we're talking about values, how they show up in our lives. What do they mean? 
Um, and, you know, it's not just, uh, we're not just touched by the conversation of values here in this country. You know, we're going to be talking about where, where values are playing a, a major role all across the world and how do they show up. Uh, but before we do that, Richard, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Uh, and also, tell us a little bit about your new book. Okay, so um, I'm uh, www.richardbarrett.net. That's the easiest way to find me. Um, Richard, spelled the normal way, B-A-R-R, sorry, B-A-R-R-E-T-T, richardbarrett.net. Um, and you'll find on there a fan, a fantastic amount of information, podcasts, videos, presentations, uh, books, um, some free materials, and that website is uh, in, uh, incorporated into the valuecenter.com website. So once you get to my website, you can spread out and find out all sorts of other things about how to measure the consciousness of organizations, how to measure the consciousness of nations, et cetera, et cetera. So there it is, Pat. That's the best way to find me. Awesome. Now, we're, you know, I was saying to you that, yeah, a lot of things going on here in the United States, which really are clearing to, you know, pointing to uh, perhaps a divide in values, but also fear. And you are saying it's not just the United States. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, you know, Pat, uh, we've been, uh, my company's been measuring or mapping the values of nations for quite a number of years now. We've mapped the values of 27 nations. And what we do is we ask people their personal values, what values they see in the nation, what values they would like to see. And they can choose from those values uh, positive words uh, such as community, community, cooperation, etc., or potentially limiting values such as uh, inequality, uh, uh, gender discrimination, etc., etc. Now, um, over this period of about 10 years now, we've come across uh, about eight or nine nations which had uh, what we call high levels of cultural entropy. What that means is when we ask people what values do you see in their nation? And they picked these limiting values, a high level of limiting values. For example, in um, in the Venezuela, I guess it was around year 2000, the level of cultural entropy was 72%, which is really high. I mean, uh, what we're really looking for is somewhere around the 20s or 30s. And uh, almost within a few months of that measuring 72% cultural entropy, um, there was an economic meltdown in uh, Venezuela. Um, sorry, I, I'm talking about Argentina. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then in Venezuela, uh, more recently, uh, we had um, we measured the cultural entropy, which again was really high. And uh, what we've got down there is a econ economic meltdown. In Britain, we measured the values of the nation and the cultural entropy was 59%. And within a couple of years, we had Brexit. In France, the level of cultural entropy was 57%, and we've had all this terrorism. In the USA, the level of cultural entropy three or four years ago was already at 56%, and you've got Trump. And then in Iceland in 2008, we had a level of cultural entropy of 52%, and Iceland went bankrupt about a month after we measured that. In Latvia, we had 
cultural entropy at 54%, and they had a lot of uh, ethnic unrest. And in Turkey, we just mapped the values of Turkey, and, and cultural entropy is 52%, and guess what? They just had uh, an attempted coup. So being able to map values, which we've been doing in, in thousands of organizations and now in nations, when we were able to find the level of cultural entropy in the nation, it immediately tells us whether things are working or not working. So those examples I gave you were examples of nations where the people were saying when we ask them what's going on in your nation, they pick these potentially limiting values. Well, there are, you know, there are many other uh, nations where uh, the level of cultural entropy is much less. Canada, for example, which is in the 30s, um, and uh, other examples uh, that we found um, where the cultural entropy is much less. And these, what we notice, these nations are functioning much better. There are none of these big surprises that we've been getting um, in all these nations with, with high levels of cultural entropy. Wow. You know, um, when we're taking a look at the world and we're looking at, you know, things that are happening across the board, I mean, you know, whether you're here, whether you're in China, you know, there are things that people are talking about. What is the relationship between, um, uh, you know, consciousness? Let's talk about consciousness for a minute. Okay. Um, you know, I'm somebody that has pretty much stayed apolitical for uh, uh, 14 years doing this, but I certainly have not st stayed a valueless. Right. Um, and all of my life, you know, I have fought for rights. I have fought for many, many things across the board. But most of all, things that uh, I thought were supportive of a rise in consciousness. I'm really starting to wonder about that now. And I'm wondering about this level of consciousness and the model of consciousness. And can it, can it truly come to the forefront uh, as a way to resolve this? I, I absolutely believe that that's the conversation we should be having now. There are seven levels of consciousness. I have a model that I've been working with and using mm -hmm. in all, all over the world uh, for many, many years, seven levels of consciousness, um, and uh, also a model called the seven stages of psychological development. And normally, whatever stage of psychological development you're at will be the same as the level of consciousness you're operating at from. So, so basically, you've got a survival level of consciousness or a survival stage of development, which is not to two years old, then a conforming stage of development, which is two to seven, which is the infant stage, which is uh, all about finding safety, and then the differentiating stage, which uh, from about eight to 24, uh, when uh, we are... <clears throat> looking for recognition. Um, then we move into the individuating stage, which is from roughly 25 to 39, where we're looking for freedom and autonomy to find out and what we really love to do and, and, and what we, we don't want to do. And then in the 40s, we go into the self-actualization stage where we begin to find meaning. 
up to the up to this point we've been looking for happiness now we start looking for meaning in the 40s and finding work that aligns with our passion in the 50s we really want to connect to make a difference doing the work that we love to do and it, you know we want to make a difference but we can't make a difference if, unless we learn to connect so in the 50s it's all about connecting and in the 60s it's all about making a contribution so each of these stages of development um, has these needs and these needs translate into values so over your lifetime pat you will have gone through all these stages and you your needs will have changed and your values will have changed and now this is a normal uh, evolution now what happens is when during the up to the age of 24 if you don't get the needs met at the survival safety and security stage you know you don't get enough love you don't get enough respect you don't get enough recognition um, and you don't get uh, a good education, um, then you these needs uh, stay with you and you don't progress through these higher stages of development. So you're still looking to get these needs met if you uh, didn't manage to uh, be, uh, how shall I put it, uh, as successful as you might have been living in the world. And you probably have a relatively low-grade job, uh, you aspire to more, but you they never got the education to allow you to have that. And so you're stuck looking at them all the time, focusing on your survival, safety, and security needs. And um, because you never got the opportunity to... You, to grow and develop beyond that. And and that's the big divide. And that's what's going on in, in the USA right now. That's the big divide. That's the big divide in the United Kingdom right now, where we had this Brexit vote. Um, mm -hmm. The same thing happened. It was the, the people who were who were still operating from those lower levels of consciousness because they never got their needs met are now saying are, are angry and upset and are now using their anger and upset to destabilize the existing establishment which is run by political elites who to a large extent have been feathering their own nests and not caring for these people who never got their needs met. And so we've been getting this big rise in in, in, in inequality. Uh, in the USA, the level of inequality between the haves and have-nots is higher than in almost all the, all the developed nations. And um, so you've got this angry group of people who – who um, who never got their needs met and are now saying, hey, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. um, many of the people in the USA uh, voted for Trump because he wasn't uh, in the establishment, the political, he wasn't part of the political elite. And that's what happened in England too. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody expected Brexit vote. Right, right, right. But, but, but these people, people said, you know, we're going to show you political elites, you know, we've had enough. And they did. And it's going yeah. to happen. It's going to happen in France next too, very shortly. And there's elections coming up there for the president. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, there is a ripple effect. And that's, you know, why I wanted to bring you uh, on, on the show is we get to choose as individuals and we get to choose about what it is and how we are going to show up. 
Uh, I think the the issue right now many people are facing, and I know the people that have contacted me are facing, is this idea that if I choose consciousness, I do nothing. And that is really kind of an interesting place to be, that, you know, there's some level of resolve that happens by choosing that, which also means do nothing just be. And I want to talk with you about that when we come back. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we'll be right back with Richard Barrett. Give me your, give me your, give me your attention, baby. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Tune in to Dynamics of Diversity Radio, scripting the new narrative for immigration with leading experts, Kripa Upadya and Steve Tanijo on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will remove the noise that often accompanies discussions on this topic and share a new perspective on the dynamics of immigration and diversity, ever reminding us that together we are all at the core of innovation, excellence, and positive change. Visit OrbitLawPLLC.com for upcoming topics. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. But you 
everybody. Welcome back. You know, values driven, values driven organization, but how do you unleash the human potential uh, for performance? How do you do that? And, you know, Richard Barrett joining me here today, also now the author of a new psychology of human well-being. And when I say the words human well-being, you know, clearly there is so much that rises up for the, from that. But, you know, what I said before the, the break, I'd love for you to talk about is there's this idea of consciousness uh, that that some folks believe if I strive to be at that higher level of consciousness, then there's nothing for me to do. Now, I don't know how you tell that to the people right now that are out there doing, 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 doing and expressing how they feel about things. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say <laughs> about well, this. So first of all, um, you mentioned a real important word there, fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we all need to express our feelings and, you know, in order to get them out into the world and out of, because when feelings get locked up, um, it creates stress, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. So we need to express our feelings. But, but this whole thing between, you know, being so-called conscious and enlightened, where we are in a state of being rather than a state of doing, um, you know, when you're faced with a situation where you cannot do anything to affect the situation, what you have to realize is that you have energy available to you and you can channel that energy into things that you can do rather than things that you can't do. Now, the biggest situation here is that we there's very little. The, the rules of the game are that there's once somebody's elected, there's not much you can do. And um, you can express your anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, which you should do. But but you're still um, a soul having a human experience. And your priority as a soul is to express, fully express who you are, to connect with people and make a contribution. That's why souls incarnate into human bodies. And so this external situation that you find yourself in, if you cannot do anything to impact that, you can still do something to impact those around you by living from your higher consciousness, which is about, as I say, expressing who you are, connecting with people and contributing. So you can go on living your life in a higher consciousness way, but I recommend that you don't put a lot of energy into doing things which um, will be ultimately unproductive. So for me, you know, living in a similar situation here in the UK, living in the Brexit situation, which I certainly didn't vote for, um, I just maintain my values, I maintain my life, I do what I do, I connect with people, I encourage people, I support people, I try to contribute to society in the same way that I did before. And I do not let fear in. Now, here's the, here's the issue. If you get driven, if you let fear in, you become part of the problem. 
because we're supposed to live in these lives in a from a position of love and once you let fear in you've lost the plot and so uh, maintaining your equilibrium your internal equilibrium even when all those around you are, are losing theirs and even when the situation seems to be uh, causing or calling for people to be fearful the last thing you want to do is to become fearful um, because you just then you become part of the problem and you also then lose that inner equilibrium which is important for your soul life and mm -hmm. so um, you know anything that anything that draws you in anything that pulls fear into your being is something that you should resist and um, you know we just have to live through these situations now um, the people who voted for Trump and the people who voted for Brexit um, have lots of fears about not getting their needs met they've lived lives where they did not get their needs met and you know and they're very angry about that and so now there is an opportunity for that to play out well let's see where that takes people because i think it will take people into take the leaders who are using fear and operating from fear into very difficult situations which they won't be able to get out of themselves mm -hmm. uh, the only the only answer to uh, what's going on right now is love love yourself uh, love other people and um uh, don't get into hate anger and fear because you will not be fulfilling uh, your soul's uh, desires by doing that that's the way i see it so stay calm well, stay calm, right? You know, it's interesting about how we perceive calmness and uh, and how we perceive assertiveness. And I think we're getting a sense of this, you know, uh, in 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 the way folks are showing up in the world right now. You know, calmness at some level for people doesn't mean that you're not taking an active part in moving forward what you believe in but yet it's it's viewed as that isn't it richard i'm yeah, you, yeah, you know uh, what i'm saying right absolutely i know exactly yeah. what you're saying you know because you see uh, let me give you an example um you know you can be assertive without losing your calm um you see, the problem is as soon as you let fear and anger in you lose your calm so uh, let me say uh, something happened to me the other day i wasn't getting my needs met in this particular shop okay now i could have got angry upset and shouted i chose to stay calm but i chose also to be assertive so i said you know to this person Right now, I'm really experiencing a terrible level of service here in your store. Um, I don't appreciate that, and I'm sure many of your other customers don't appreciate that. And I'd just like you to know that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And I, I see. I didn't. I didn't get emotional. I didn't shout. I didn't get angry. I maintained my inner calm, but I was very decisive about saying that's not. That doesn't work for me. And I need you to focus on my needs because you're providing 
you're selling things in your shop which I need and I want to have that but I'm not I don't want this really bad behavior mm-hmm. yeah you know I'll tell you what boy it requires so much discipline doesn't it <laughs> yes well, you uh, see, I mean that, yeah because especially when people are afraid Pat, that is the sign of higher consciousness. You so Ooh. so if you're getting upset, if you're getting angry, then you're not living from that higher consciousness. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. You see. Yeah. You see. You just have to follow the pain. You know, wherever there is pain, it's like a positive sign. I've been in pain as an emotional upset or even physical pain because it's pointing right at what you need to work on. So here's this collective shadow that's appeared as Trump and Brexit. And now, as soon as you start reacting to that, what's happening is, is that you are losing, you're descending into the lower levels of consciousness and you're not maintaining the higher levels of consciousness. So this is really like an amazing challenge for people to grow and develop, to see what is going on and to stay calm at a higher level of consciousness but that doesn't mean to say do nothing it means you can be assertive you can say say things as they are but don't let the fear-based emotions get in the way because as soon as fear comes in you lose it yeah yeah and and once it comes in and it it it's like it, it's like when you brush up against a poison oak tree uh do you know poison oak uh, yes, uh, I lived in, in the America state 25 years yeah yeah, I yeah. Know poison yeah. Oak. we we got this thing called poison oak out here and for those of us that have ever been outside growing up in new jersey i could tell you that you know it's hard to even recognize that poison oak is a poison oak tree but even the slightest slightest brush up against it you know richard just the slightest ever so much little brush up against it even on your little teeny weeny pinky can spread to the rest of your body we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that much more when we come back. You know, how do we truly come together, honor who each of us uh, really is, and what is it that must happen according to my guest, Richard Barrett? We'll be right back. There are so many resources out there for meditation, but did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? 
Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit GlennaRice.com. Are you tired of being bloated and nauseous? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know eating unhealthy foods eventually leads to an unhealthy digestive system? Did you know eating the most healthy, nutritious food doesn't necessarily result in a healthy body? The stomach must be healthy in order to properly digest, metabolize, and utilize even the best of nutrition. Without proper digestion from the stomach through the intestinal tract, the nutritious value is not absorbed and the improperly digested food can be more toxic to your body than helpful. You can be doing all the right things and getting all the wrong results. In fact, other organs may also be interfering with your stomach's ability to digest. Contact us today for your appointment at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. Or visit us at maryjanemack.com. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Hey, everybody. It's so great. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. For more information about us, go to the Dr. Pat Show. Richard, again, tell people how they can find out more about you. Uh, And then we're going to talk about what happens when you actually scratch that itch. Well, uh, richardbarrett.net is how you find me. And everything uh, in that website is so much you'll you you can spend all day there. Anyhow, enough on that. Let's get back to the scratching itches. <laughs> so, so you were using the poison oak as a metaphor. Um, I did. You know, yeah, and the metaphor was, you know, you react to it without even knowing that you're reacting. And and what I what what the metaphor here is, you know, here you had these higher order needs because you've grown spiritually, and you're looking for these higher order needs to meet, and suddenly you've got somebody in power who is not going to, who doesn't represent that level of consciousness, who is not going to let you get your higher order needs met, and so <clears throat> how do you react? And you know, if you react by scratching, which means uh, emoting and getting upset and angry, etc. <clears throat> you're really just descending down into the lower levels of consciousness and yeah. and you know so the the and as soon as you descended into those lower levels of consciousness you you become emotional about it now there's nothing wrong with being emotional but if you want to maintain uh, calm and also a reasoned perspective you can't get you must not get carried away about the your emotions you have to see the bigger picture about what's going on now um, one of the things that I've always noticed about my life and I've been around for quite a long time <laughs> um, 
is that whenever I thought something really uh, something really bad had happened, or I put that judgment on it through my beliefs, you know, within a few years or even shorter time, it turned out to be something quite positive, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, because I, I, something had to play out. And having let it play out, it turned to my advantage. Now, I do believe that for millions of, well, not millions, thousands of years now, and definitely hundreds of years, there has been an evolution of consciousness going on on the planet. And it goes forward, it in, consciousness increases, but there are blips that go back down and then back up. And when, we, when the blip goes down, we learn something um, that we hadn't learned before, and then we can go back up and change it, and and gradually move on, and that's how we, that's how consciousness has been evolving. I mean, the world today is is amazingly different than it was one or two hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, women didn't even have the vote. So um, you've got to maintain that big perspective. So you've got to see Donald Trump and Brexit as a blip in this mm-hmm. evolution of human consciousness and uh, and then also uh, if you are trusting in the universe and trusting that everything will be uh, okay then mm-hmm. you can see this through the if you can see it through those lenses let this play out let it play out and it because anything that plays out which is based on fear will not be successful now the problem we have here is that you know, Donald Trump represents something. It's fine as long as he's dealing in a way with uh, what's going on in America. But as soon as he starts now bringing his beliefs and attitudes to bear in an international context, you know, that could be mean that uh, the whole world becomes unsafe. And certainly in Europe, the reaction is uh, panic uh, mm. since Donald Trump came in. Now, again, um, so people descended into fear again. Now, at an individual level, if you descend into fear, you're going to operate from fear. You're going to do okay. stupid things. And so, again, I come back to the point. Stay calm. Observe what's going on. See the bigger picture. And from that base, do what you have to do, which is whatever is in front of you today and tomorrow. You just do what you have to do to make your world a better place. There's nothing else that you can do. But getting upset and wasting a lot of energy is, you know, I don't advise that. Yeah. Um, Look, you're talking about finding the voice of reason. Yeah. In many ways. Mm -hmm. And um, this is quite a dilemma for people. It is. You know, to find the voice of reason when you're sitting in a scenario where you're not seeing reason. Uh, no. Does that even make sense? It's kind of like it's kind of like imagine I'm I'm the first person on the planet to get poison oak. <laughs> but, and I don't know what it is. And yeah. I get poison oak and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to scratch it and I'm going to keep scratching it. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, I'm going to watch that as I'm scratching it, it doesn't get any better. It continues no. to get worse, right? right. I mean, we've worse. all been here. You know, uh, I'm not saying all of y'all have gotten poison oak, but you understand what I'm saying. Sure. You know, it's the same, th- whether it's poison oak or a mosquito bite or something like that, our reaction is to scratch it. Our reaction is not to not scratch it. 
But what I hear you saying is we have to cultivate an action that says, don't scratch it right now. I I, I mean, I know it's a strange metaphor, um, but that's really kind of what we're saying. The flip side of that from people, I I have to tell you, I have received more emails uh, uh, in in this past week than and, and contacts in this past week than I have in 14 years doing this. Right. And it's not because I'm posting anything crazy. It's because people are asking me questions and then I'm asking the questions on social media. And right. even asking questions, people are going nuts on me. And so I can pull back and not ask the question. But it really is a, a problem. If we so, don't continue to explore things, isn't it, though, Richard? I mean, I don't yeah. hear you say don't explore. I mean, no. how are we going to know? So, first of all, you know, Gandhi said it, be the change that you want to see in the world. So when something happens that it seems to be wrong and, and bad and there's nothing you can do about it, well, you somehow have to find a way to love what is happening and say, okay, we will live through this. And then just get on with get on with your life, doing good in the world and living from that higher consciousness. So, uh, I'm again. I come back to what you just said. You know, there is no reason why you shouldn't explore it. When you're living from a higher state of consciousness, you're living from soul. When you're living from soul, you will be inspired to do things. So listen to your soul. If your soul is saying, "Hey, look, put out this question," um. Go with that, because yeah. because what you're what you're out by putting out these questions, you're asking people to reflect, and to reflect is good. Uh, to react is not good. To reflect is perfect, and to see how you're reacting by reflecting, you can see how you're reacting and how you are upsetting yourself. You know, you think that Donald Trump is upsetting you. No, no, Donald Trump is not upsetting you. You're upset by the beliefs that you have about the meaning that you've given to this situation. That's what's upsetting you. Um, We always give everything all the meaning it has for us. And so uh, when we learn to give it a different meaning, then we can have a different reaction to it or response to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just recognizing that um, helps you to gain some perspective on what is happening, stand back and maintain your inner stability, maintain your inner calm in front of this adversity or what appears to be adversity. And then you will be able to respond from a higher place, from the soul, and feel the inspiration of what you have to do in order to live who you truly are and for some people it will be asking questions for other people it will be just getting on with their lives and just saying yeah wait and see this is going to be there's nothing I can do but I I can be who I really am and I can love other people in the way that I love people and I can do good in the world and actually there's nothing else for you to do other than that yeah, boy. Wow. Thank you so much for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I think that, you know, we've talked about this so much today, but I'm going to re- yeah. 
emphasize this, you know, yeah. do, do not get dragged down into fear. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's not who you are. You are a being of love for heaven's sake. As soon as you get dragged down into fear, you shut off, you block off your soul inspiration. You block off the love that you can give to the world. You become preoccupied with that itch which you have to scratch. And all of your energy goes into scratching that bloody itch and none of your energy goes into doing these other good things that you could be doing because every moment you're scratching, you're not doing good things. I love it. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, Wow, free medicine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. 